It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Uh, Rightio, it's time now to focus in on the Pies. And uh, this man played in five preliminary finals with the Magpies, but he's also responsible for the greatest smother in the history of AFL, VFL Grand Finals. I speak, of course, of the man, one of the heroes of the 2010 flag for the Pies, Heath Shaw, who's been good enough to jump on with us. Heath, hello, mate. Hey, yo, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. So um, we're contractually obliged to speak about the smother with you. Uh, when would you like to do that? We'd like to do it now or we go through chronologically and build up to it? Oh, mate, <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's I've said this a fair few times. It's like a little bit embarrassing that... I played 325 games, two-time All-Australian, best and fairest winner. How many prelims I play in, how many grand finals, and I'm going to be remembered for a smother. Um, so for me, it's, like, it's a little bit embarrassing. It's not, it's not like a goal from the boundary line or a, or a mark 10 deep. Um, it's a smother. So it's, it's a unique situation I find myself in, but um, I think I'm a bit of a unique character, so it suits. It, it would be shown, I think, in every build-up to every junior footy grand final, any coach worth their soul is saying, you don't have to kick the winning goal to have a winning moment. You, you would be the poster child of the 1% of fraternity <laughs> around the whole world. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad call. I don't think um, young kids coming through the ranks under 10s, <laughs> under 11s, under 12s would give two hoots about a smother, mate. They want to they want to win the grand final and they want to be best on ground and they want to get all the kicks, marks and handballs they possibly can. But um, sometimes it's moments. That was that was pretty early on in the game. Um, I'll definitely claim that was the, the moment that um, everyone, every Collingwood supporter anyway, thought we were going to, to win that grand final. But um, it had nothing to do with the fact the week before we, we played pretty average and that um, if we had a few more people jump on board and, and play a little bit better, we'd win. So put that to the side and just uh, focus a bit more on the smother. Uh, has Nick Rewalt forgiven you? Does he speak to you or does he cross the road to avoid you? Um, I don't know if he's forgiven me, but it's not really like it's not. I don't think I did anything wrong. So it's, it's hard <laughs> to sort of like I, I never think I've done anything wrong uh, throughout my whole junior life and um, childhood. I never thought I was wrong, but. I don't think I did anything wrong there. I think it was just a series of events that led to a moment where um, one person came out looking pretty good and one person not so good. So um, I bumped into him a few times. It's probably not the top of the the conversation list between me and him. But, um, yeah, it's funny because... Carlton people hate Collingwood, so a lot of Carlton supporters hate me, but St Kilda supporters hate me just as much, I think, just mm. purely for that moment. Yeah, and you're forever linked with librarians too, thanks to Dennis Cometti. I, I bet you never thought that that would be the case either. <laughs> Very rarely did I go to the library, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you are their poster child as well now, because I think it's the first time they've been uh, referenced in any kind of footballing parlances. Hey, let's, let's speak a bit of prelim in your 325 games. By my calculation, Heater... You played in eight of them, 07, 09, 10, 11, 12, and then 16, 17, 19 with the Giants. Did I miss any? Oh, mate, you, you, I reckon you've done more research than I have. <laughs> um, it's, it's, to be honest, thinking about it like that, that's, that's like, it's pretty amazing. Like, like some guys don't get the opportunity to play finals, let alone mm. playing prelims, let alone playing grand finals. And I was lucky enough to, to have a crack at a fair few of those prelims. 
Um, it's it's. We always say, and I think a lot of people um, who played for Collingwood or um, not necessarily because they don't play finals um, for Collingwood would say, apart from Anzac Day, um, the prelim is probably the biggest sort of the best atmosphere because it's all the supporters. Um, grand final day is obviously amazing, but a lot more corporates go grand final day. So the prelims are huge. Um, a bit different playing for Collingwood in the prelim as it was to playing uh, with the Giants in a prelim. I think one of those prelims was versus Richmond. Um, I think there was about 90,000. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, 90,000 Richmond supporters and 2,000 Giants supporters. So um, it was a great atmosphere. It was just very one-sided on on who they... They made it known who they were barracking for, but um, it is a fantastic week. It's a fantastic build-up, and you can't get any bigger, bigger stage in terms of, like, pressure because... Um, you lose your out and you miss the opportunity to play in a grand final. It's not like you're in a grand final, you have the opportunity to win the premiership. You're actually in a prelim. It's like you miss the opportunity if you lose to play off in a grand final. So it's it's an amazing day and um, two games on the weekend that everyone sort of wants to be involved in and um, no doubt there'll be a lot of people watching. Uh, he's sure with us on the Sporting Capital. So, Heda, given you, you've got you've played in eight, we probably just don't have the time. It's probably a, a more lengthier podcast sort of situation if we were to go through all of them. So I'll just cherry-pick a couple. Uh, you play, The first three that you played in were all against Geelong, 07, 09 and 10. Won't dwell too much on the ones you lost except the first one. So 07 was a thriller. You lost by five points. And ironically, and you wouldn't have known at the time, but it was probably a Joel Corey smother on Chris Bryan that Matty Stokes told us about a little earlier that was was a pivotal moment in that to help Geelong win that game. What are your recollections of the 07 prelim? Because obviously Geelong went on to thump Port Adelaide the, the next week, but this was a nail-biter. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a cracking game. And oh, I know, like, sort of looking back now, you could could say, oh, well, if we won that, we win the premiership. Who, who knows what happens the next week? But um, I think it was Neil Baum said to a few of the Collingwood people after the game and after they'd won, he said, we were, we were, we were there for the taking. Like, we'd had a, like a, the build-up was pretty big and we were there for the taking and, and we, we did everything but pretty much the prize um, that night. I think it was five points or whatever it was and the ball was on the wing and we were going forward when the siren went. So it, it, you could say it's the one that got away, but I think that year Geelong were, were the best team um, going around. So that that was sort of a bit of heartbreak in the prelim, definitely. And then um, I think it was 2010, the prelim that we won um, against Geelong. Was that... Were, were, were even yeah, that 41, 41 points against Geelong, yep. Yeah, never played in a more dominant first half of football in my life um, against the quality opposition. We we smothered them and I think, uh, again, Matthew Scarlett was quoted after the game and he said he's never been um, under so much pressure in his whole life and that's coming from one of the, the greatest fullbacks of all time. Never been so much pressure in life. He goes, we actually didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to get it out of our back line. So um, for me as a back, but I didn't have to do a lot of work the first half um, of that game because it was down the other end, but I just remember we were we were full of confidence going in there and, and we showed it and we, we sort of stamped our authority on, on that final series. Ten goals up at half-time, it, uh, it was pretty much done and dusted. Even in the first quarter, seven goals to one in that. And then, of course, that sets up the, the grand final, the draw, and then um, the replay in which we've, we've spoken about. But just a couple more on the, on the prelims. Um, 2011, the Hawthorne prelim is another all-time. So you've played in probably three of the better prelims over the journey. Um, 
2007, five-point loss against the Cats. Then 2011, a three-point win against the Hawks. You kick five goals to two in the last quarter, and it'll always be remembered for Buddy's dribbler, which put the Hawks in front and seemingly uh, had them heading uh, to their first grand final since 2008. But then enter Luke Paul. Yeah, it's funny. You get to three-quarter time and you've kicked, I think it was four goals or five goals for the whole game, yes. needing probably the same amount to, to win the game. Um, I actually don't know what the messaging was. I can't remember. It was that long ago. But um, to, to kick that many goals, hit the front, um, and then Hawthorne hit back, hit the front, and then Bawley, um not known for his goal-kicking ball, no. but very good around the stoppages. Um, a little left foot snap around the corner. Um, I don't think he's had a more important kick in his life. So um, it was a series of emotions in that last quarter. And um, at three-quarter time, it's the old, all right, let's just have a crack here. It's like everything's on the line. Just go for it. And, and it actually paid off. So um, for us, that was, a, that was a huge game. And um, I think I'm pretty sure the next one you're going to mention is when I was at the Giants. Um, we'll, we'll get to that one against the Bulldogs maybe we'll get to that one in just a minute but I will never forget that 2011 because at the time I was actually coaching the twos at Elmore that's how uh, illustrious my uh, footballing career has gone <laughs> but a very happy time in our lives but I am a Hawthorne fan so as I'm doing my end of year speech at our best and fairest night that's all happening in front of me on a TV and I lost it midway through my speech when Luke Ball kicked that goal after Schoenmakers dropped that mark so I'm sort of going along, and you know, I want to thank all the supporters, and I want to thank all the, and they're off, the f- <laughs> and then just went absolutely troppo mid speech after Luke Ball kicked that. So, um, yeah, we all had different experiences uh, on that night. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and and I think, like you probably saw the emotion of Chris Tarrant when Buddy dribbled that. He did everything right. Yeah, Tazza, to to try and stop. Buddy kicking that goal. If you're going to kick it, kick it from the boundary. And what did he do? He kicked it from the boundary. Um, and then, then Bawley obviously kicks that goal. And I think that they were they had the ball on the halfback flank and Cyril had the ball, I'm pretty sure. And Daisy ran him down and holding the ball. And um, that was pretty much the end of the game. And um, like you just said, then no one really talks about the Daisy. <laughs> the rundown, they talk about the two goals previous. Yeah. So... Don't worry about the one percent. It's all about the glory. <laughs> and by the way, if you're going to run down anyone to lay a tackle, thinking that it will live on in the annals of prelim final history, it'd be Cyril because there's not many that would have been able to lay a hand on him. And you're right, no one gives Daisy a mention uh, at all. Um, so the next year, you lose to the Swans, twenty six points. It never really, with all due respect, didn't really look like you were in that one. Um, they seem to be in control throughout the the twenty sixteen though. I mean this. This is still spoken about as maybe the best preliminary final ever. It was as high a tempo footy as I can remember seeing at that stage too, when footy wasn't always played in that manner. Um, what do you think of first and foremost when you think of the 2016 prelim? Yeah, it was it was same sort of thing. It's like it's um, not the one that got away. It's it's sort of the missed opportunity. We. We, we we beat the Swans in that first final and we did it pretty convincing fashion. So the confidence was high and I think Bulldogs finished fifth or sixth and they were just rolling with the punches and um, it was a cracking game. It was up and back and um, I think we, we'd probably led for most of the game and um, in that last quarter they, they found a couple of goals early um, and then we hit back and then there was a couple of goals um, pretty much three quarters away through that last quarter that got them in front and it was still close and 
it was such an intense game and everything on the line and there was actually a heap of Bulldog supporters um, up there in, in Sydney. So it was the atmosphere was huge. But um, unfortunately, at that point in time, um, we're, I was on the, uh, the receiving end of the, the loss. But And you don't really think about how good the game was when you lose. You always think about how good the game was when you win. Um, but looking back, and a lot of people that watched that game, they, they have said exactly that. It was one of the best games of football they've watched, let alone the best final. And um, the Bulldogs went on to win the granny the next week. The the last quarter, um, it was it was still there, and the dogs just it it almost seemed like fate was being you know destiny was being lived. Um, did it feel like it just nothing really went your way when it mattered most? Um, oh, you you sort of you can't take credit away from a team that. Um, obviously got themselves in a position to win the game and, and we're a quality team um, that year. But, yeah, we had we had some moments and, like you, you spoke about the smother before, that was that was a moment earlier on in the game. But then throughout the game, we had our moments and, and unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't take them. Um, we'd, we'd been so good for so long um, throughout that whole season um, and even through the final series, we were very good in that first game and confidence was high and, and all of the above. But, um, you got to play four good four good quarters of football um, to win to win um, finals, and that was a prime example of that. And it's not that we we played bad, but we just didn't play as good. Um, you've spoken about 2017 and never experiencing noise quite like that. Richmond uh, getting the win and going on to to break their premiership drought. Um, what do you remember of 2019 being able to win through finally as a giant and then go on, obviously, the grand final? We know how that all panned out. But but what did that moment feel like for an expansion club to, to be making their first grand final? Oh, that was It was honestly one of the best final series I've ever been involved in. And, and I say that purely on the back of no one really gave us a chance. Um, we played Bulldogs in the first elimination final and, and we sort of beat them up, and it was a it was a bit of a bashing. Um, we won by thirty odd points, and then rolled in rolled up to Brisbane, um, heavy underdogs again, managed to hang on and get over the line. Uh, Brent Daniels kicked the, the the goal to put us in front, and we hang on. We were hanging on for dear life the last sort of five minutes of that game. Um, back home, then down to Melbourne to play Collingwood at the MCG. What was um, do, what, how did that feel? Pretty, how did that feel for you personally, given all the history you had in five prelims with that side? And you'd been at the Giants for a while, I know, but um, that was something. A prelim final had been a big part of your footballing life with Collingwood and, and you know, being able to win a couple and, and being able to play in a couple of grand finals, well, three grand finals, but in two different years. Was there was there any extra in that for you at the time or it didn't really factor? No, I just I enjoyed the moment and it's it's the... Prelims are huge, but when Collingwood are in a prelim, they're a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so um, being on the, being on the other end, the, there was a little bit of advice going both ways um, from Collingwood supporters. They they loved me, and then then some of them they hated me. So it was it, I I enjoyed the moment. I, I enjoyed that game, and again we we were out in front um, for a fair way in that game, and and obviously Collingwood came pretty hard at us late in the final quarter, and we 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 hung on for the dear life. Um, again, I think that whole um, the last six minutes of that game, the ball was pretty much in Collingwood's forward line, yep. and, 
Um, they would have had 10 inside 50s and we were just kicking it out and they were kicking it back in and kicking it out and then there was a stoppage and um, same sort of thing and it was like absolutely drained, absolutely cooked. There's, there was nothing left out there and um, to win the way we did against Collingwood and still to this day, I remember sitting in the rooms after after the win and Eddie walks into the um, the change rooms and shakes my hand and says good luck next week and um, how, even though he was obviously devastated yeah. um, at the result, he still um, appreciates a, a former Collingwood player and a former Collingwood Premiership player and, and wishes us all the best. Well, it's interesting that you say that in, in 2011 you needed to kick as many goals in one quarter as you had in three. Well, it was the same for Collingwood then. They were 3-5 at three-quarter time and finished up 7-10. So they've, they've kicked 4-5 in the last quarter to your 1-1 at the Giants, and that was a four-point win in the end. So... Um, yeah, it was. You I mean you just hung on, white knuckled it somehow, got through, and um, and then made it into the club's first grand final. So, Hita, from a Collingwood point of view, which is one of the main reasons I got you on, just to give us the Collingwood perspective, um, this season has been—I haven't seen anything like it. There's no, there's no rhyme to it, nor reason to it. There is obviously a lot of defensive elements that go so well, and there's this attacking, um, relentless attack that Collingwood have been able to do this year. But from seventeenth uh, into a prelim, it never been done. Um, it's the farthest anyone's come back to make a prelim in the history um, of AFL. Um, what have you made of the season, and what do you make of their chances against Sydney Saturday Arvo? Yeah, it's 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 been extraordinary, and there's like it's hard to understand how a team can go from second last to into the top four, and and for me, obviously. They've changed over a coach, um, but the, the, the cattle are pretty much still the same. There might be a couple of different players in there. Um, I think with, with Craig McRae, he he lets the players play. Um, he more he more trains their mind than actually trains the, the players like physically. So he's like, all right, this is our sort of structure. Here's, a, here's our structure. I want you to sort of play inside that. But you're out there for 120 minutes. We drafted you because you're good at footy we're playing you because you're good at footy so just do your thing and um with young kids and young teams belief grows over over um a period of of the season but when you're winning you can just roll with that momentum i think that's exactly what they've done they they go from minute one to minute 120 playing exactly the same way so it's very easy and footballs aren't that smart so if you keep it simple for them um it's nice and easy and and that's when you get the most out of them and um, it's been extraordinary to watch, and I, I think on um, I went and watched the Collingwood Geelong. I went and watched the Collingwood Fremantle last week, and I think this game's going to be going to be huge in Sydney, and it's going to be big for Sydney as well. It's it's the pressure's a little bit on them. Um, they've been sitting back and watching this team just just roll with the punches. Um, they know what they're going to get from Collingwood, and it's whether they can handle it or not. And um, it's going to be a cracking game, game, and and then hopefully, obviously, the Pies get the job done and. And then we have another crack at a premiership next week. Hey, always great catching up with you, mate, uh, and reminiscing with you and enjoying you and Daisy and um, uh, and, and what you've been doing with your, your TV show uh, as well. It's been very sharp stuff on the, on the Sunday session with the three of you there, with Georgie as well. Um, thanks for being on with us. Um, we appreciate it and uh, enjoy the finals. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.